Hi, everybody. Before we get started, we just want to tell you how you can support our podcast. Uh, first of all, it'd be great if you can tell your friends about Dads on Film podcast, uh, share it on social media and the likes, but also uh, you can show your support by buying us a beer. How can they buy us a beer, Dave? You can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod and show your support for as little as three pounds. Yeah, that's not a subscription. You can do it as a one-off. I mean, by all means, do it every week, do it every month if you like. It helps pay for, you know, our fees for some of this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Should we we get into season three? Should we play it? Have you got a cassette? Have you got a cassette? Here it is. I'm getting it it out. Oh, it's a a bit dusty. Give it a... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, this is my... uh, this is my Tears for Fears mega mix. Sorry, let me just uh, hang on. Where is it? I oh, know. No, no, that's simply Rev. The the Batman soundtrack. No, here we go. Oh, here it is. Enjoy. So, if anybody wants us to have hardware that actually works to record this thing, please buy us a beer. Buy as many beers as soon as possible. Uh, BuyMeCoffee.com forward slash Dad's on Film Pod. That's <laughs> film pod, and help me buy a new MacBook that actually works. I think, you, I think your washing is done, David. It's the dishwasher. Today's episode is sponsored by uh, coal, uh, f- old fossil fuels that are running your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I thought you were oh, going to gonna say it was the appliances in your house that were sponsored. No, no. It's the dishwasher. No. It's, a, it's, it's dishwasher. a It's a bush. Went to buy oh. a new kit. Went to buy in a Went to um, Argos to buy a new. Uh, well, I, said, I walked in. And I said, "Can you can you sell me a kettle?" And he said, "Kenwood." I said, "Oh, great! Is he in?" Hey, wee 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 wee. That's a good one. A two. A one, two, three, four. I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films. Great films, bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. What up, dog? How you doing? What is up, dog? What is up? What is up? Not a lot is up. Um, I'm all right. I'm, I'm splendid on this fine Wednesday evening. We've had a lovely September, haven't we? I think we can. All we agree. have actually. Yes. Yeah. Getting through loads of washing, yeah, because <laughs> so I can yeah. still get it on the line. It's yeah. a good, what a time to be alive! Um, Absolutely, yes, good. How was your birthday weekend? I had a fantastic birthday weekend, thank you. Uh, it ended up spontaneously being, you know, stuff came together, stuff happened. Uh, nice. Managed to get out some beers and stuff on Friday night. Top shelf whiskies and the queens didn't help me on Saturday. Oh, um, that. I was cooked for by some good friends on uh, Saturday. Beef stroganoff, that was good. Nice, and uh, and then caught up with you on Sunday morning, and uh, we yeah. were just having fun in the old play centre, weren't we? It was bloody carnage in there. I, Do you not think it was just like uh, this is such a boring thing to say, but it was just so busy. It was just too busy in there. I, I'm pretty sure I've contracted COVID in there. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no evidence of it yet, but I, I almost certainly have. It's uh, someone definitely licked my face. <laughs> absolutely. Um, nice. I said that's a Matt Berry, isn't it? Oh, somebody licked my face. <laughs> um, did you see any of the acceptance speeches from the Emmys from like Ted Lasso? Yeah, I saw like Brett Goldstein's and, yeah. and all that. A uh, few of them. Did you see the, did you see the big one with uh, Bill Lawrence? Yeah, at the yeah. front of all, I just like. That. I mm. don't know. It's just nice. I just, just feel. I just. He just kind of just builds a family around him who just mm. like have his back, and it's just dead lovely. And you can see Zach there, and yeah, Zach, yeah. Zach trying to get in on it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Cool. Um, what was uh, apart from seeing me? What did your weekend involve? Anything? Anything exciting? Um, I again tried to relive my youth a little bit on Friday. Went for a little skateboard, fell over, really, oh, yes. really hurt my knee. Um, it's still pretty minging to be honest. So yeah, that wasn't fun. I've been limping that'll, all That'll week. teach you, but it probably won't. No, it won't. It's exercise, and I don't really enjoy running that much. Well, I don't mind running, but like any other exercise, I play squash. I suppose. Yeah. But uh, skateboarding, I enjoy it. So you know, it's good exercise, but it definitely 
hurt. Never mind. Mummy, Daddy, we came home because there was a man with a beard on the skate park. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't skating. (laughs) Thank you very much for my uh, Awesome Mix Volume 1 on Vinyl. Yes. Uh, You're very welcome. Um, been on heavy rotation in our house this week already. So uh, it's just a great album. That's what we good, said last time, wasn't it? Great set of tunes. Uh, yes, correct, correct. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that was it. We had a little sort of get together for my dad's birthday with the kind of family and all the children and stuff. Uh, it was good. It's all right. Excellent. Excellent. Hmm. Yes. Right. So we have a, a little message, a little question. Um, today, Greg, and this is from Harvey on Instagram. Hi, Harvey on Instagram. Yeah, he said, out of the three flavors Cornetto trilogy, which is the best and worst in terms of enjoyment and general filmmaking? Well, I replied to him and said, we'll tune in on Friday and we'll tell you, but also if you want to jump back to episode 60, we did an Edgar Wright special. He was like, oh, okay. We did indeed. Um, However, so best and worst in terms of enjoyment and general filmmaking... Okay. Well, I think we can, we can both probably agree enjoyment is going to be Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Filmmaking. It's a tough one, that, I think. Yeah, it's easy for me. Um, I, I mean, I think, I, I think don't get me wrong, Hot Fuzz is great, but it is, and it's got that sort of extra obvious production value. But I think mm. some of the, some of, sometimes the lower budget stuff can just yeah. sort of shine a light on the most creative filmmaking. And, I, I just think Sean's amazing, and, and nothing, for me, nothing matches those two scenes where he walks to the shop when he goes to yeah, Nelson, yeah. goes to Nelson's, and it's it's not just how you know how cool any wanna as they call them is, mm, yeah, yeah. like where that you know it must take take a lot of preparation, especially especially when you've got ex- extras that are coming in and out of the background and things like that, and the cameras on this one it's not even you know in one direction, it's sort of mm. rotating as it's going round and going round from different angles, and it tracks that sort of exact same path. Um, but it's um, but it's just clever in the sort of little little uh, clever little Easter eggs, you know, mm. not really Easter eggs, but for want of a better word. Of, like callbacks um, you know, and things callbacks like that. the things that happen between between yeah. the two episodes um i mean sean for enjoyment sean for filmmaking for me mm. yes please i think yeah i think i agree with you you can see you can see him getting more confident as he was already pretty confident from the start but as the those films go along he's far more like gets far more confident so for example like the the big pub fight scene in World's End, you know, yes. that act, acts like it's it's a one, like a one take, but obviously it's not. It's just quite cleverly, um, like, yeah. sort of covered cuts, I suppose. So that's quite impressive. But no, I, I think I agree with you that it's the, the Sean's the best written. It's the smartest one out of the three of them, yeah. whether you think it or not. I think, um, I think yeah, like, on, like it speaks to, like, the... The young wannabe filmmaker in all of us is just the little thing is like, oh, that's dead cool, and it just looks fun to make, like mm. stuff like you know, you know, the like the hole in Mary, and yeah, yeah, when yeah, you look yeah. at how they did that, that's really cool. But it's actually yeah. not that difficult, and they do it, mm. but it's just like just so creative the little things yeah. they've done to make these things happen. It's just mint. Yeah. brilliant, cool. Well, I hope that answers your question, Harvey. Um, yes. If you got any any more questions for us, guys, send them in on. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. Uh, and thanks very much for sending that through. Gregory, I've got a question for you. Go on, what's your question, David? What in the hell is coming up on today's episode? Shortly, the movie train is pulling in to District 9 Station down in South Africa. Uh, then we've got this week's movie news. And then our big feature this week, we're speaking to Brandon Oret, star of District 9, as well as Chappie and uh, Elysium uh, and loads of other stuff. And we recorded this sort of a couple of weeks ago and we had so much fun with Brandon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to all you, you all hearing that. Uh, then um, that's pretty much it this week. Then we've got this week's movie <laughs> yeah. train. That's it. We had so much fun with Brandon. There's not a lot else we wanted to do this week, so we've given, we're giving you a sort of like a, a pretty lengthy cut of our long chat with him. Uh, then uh, Movie Train's taken off elsewhere. Uh, we've obviously got What's on the Box, and uh, yeah, that's about it. TV Films of the Week. Cool. Good stuff. Sounds oh, great. TV, TV Films of the Week is What's on the Box. Yeah, it is. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the long list of stuff that's on this week's episode. But it's a good one. All right. All right. <laughs>
Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. All right then. So last week we took the South Africa line. I don't know why not from the Charlie Theron South African inspired line from Monster all the way down to Neil Blomkamp's 2009 classic District Nine. Do you want to tell us a little bit about District Nine, Gregory? Yeah, um, so it's it's a science fiction action film, and but it's I think it's so clever and so unique because it's done in the style of a, a documentary, and there's lots of handheld cameras. But for me, the the most amazing, unique thing about this film is the visuals, and we speak to Brandon mm. quite a bit about um, the visuals and the sort of CG and working with working with. Uh, CG characters and things like that. We'll speak about that later on. Uh, but f- for me, I think it's the first time I'd really seen it done to this extent, whereby so used to seeing, you know, plenty of CG, but with static cameras, mm. um, uh, you know, or, or certainly rigid rigs. But to see CGI characters on a handheld or what appears to be handheld, um, sh- handheld shots. I think it just makes it all, more, all the more impressive because it's so much more immersive, um, and I think so, so sort of, so sort of a, not a, what we're looking for. I don't want to say ahead of its time, but so it still looks so fresh and so relevant mm. all this time later. So um, what you've got is in Johannesburg. Uh, it's an alternate. I think it's it's not set in the future. It's like set in the past. It's an alternate nineteen eighty two. There's this huge mm. giant spaceship that arrives on Earth and hovers over Johannesburg, and um, for for years there, for twenty years, it's just sort of hanging there but these aliens called prawns have come down onto earth and sort of inhabited it and taken it over and the design of these characters is just amazing and Mm -hmm. you can see absolutely why they're called prawns and they and they they integrate integrate with society but then it becomes a bit political over time so you get to a point where it's determined that actually all these prawns are going to be shipped out um to these sort of suburbs these designated areas outside johannesburg and um, what you've got is this um, this organisation called the MNU. That's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, International MNU, United. Yeah. Uh, they're a huge, huge weapon, uh, weapons manufacturer, and uh, they're hired to relocate the the aliens. So um, at the forefront of that, you've got um, uh, what's he called? Wickus. Vickus. Vickus. Vickus, played by Charlotte O'Coughley, um, who is this? I mean, the most amazing thing about this is, yes, it's science fiction. Yes, it's yes, it's sort of like documentary style and all that. And and yes, it's um, exciting and thrilling and or and interesting. Um, and it's got this sort of like wonderful narrative to it and all those things that you get with sort of those sort of science fiction hmm. themes. But the brilliant thing is about you get this sense of humour through it all as well. That's just very sort of subtle and underlying. Yeah. But but. Absolutely hilarious, and I think a lot of it's down to Charlotte Copley's performance as Vickers, um, because he's this. Sort of, in much in the way, I'm trying to draw Palliser, you know the the way that the the Kiwi sense of humour is so relatable yeah. to the British yeah. because of that mm. sort of dryness, isn't it? And it's that yeah. sort of irreverence. And I think this sort of set, and I think that the accent goes a long way in helping it. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think you know you can't deny that, but. I, it's there's just some there's just something so warm and a bit like we spoke about before um, we spoke about what we do in the shadows and that sort of yeah that daft humor but it's so that's that's so dry do you know what I'm trying to say yeah. no I know uh, you mean. there's almost like a simplicity to him to his yeah. character he's just a normal bloke he's a bit hapless yeah and you, you almost you kind of feel so well you do feel sorry for him as it goes on but even yeah. at the start you're like you're in well over your head here absolutely and yeah. i already feel i feel sorry for you and i think that's why he's such a love he's a lovable character isn't yeah. he yeah you know what i mean so, so the main crux of his character is through one way or another he he basically contracts this he contracts the alien DNA sort of, and his one mm. of his hands starts becoming a prawn hand. Now the yeah. key thing about that is all the alien weaponry has been around for years, but none <laughs> of the humans have been able to use it because you need to have alien DNA in order to be able to use the weapon. Yeah. Now this human has got this prawn hand. It's like oh, we've got someone who will be able to will be able to use <laughs> to fire the alien weaponry. And it's like yeah. a huge deal. And it kind of and it goes off on one from there, and it's wonderful, and it's like um, 
it's a cat and mouse thing. It's like, um, you know, it, it's it's an escape story, but it's also mm-hmm. sort of his own personal how he's dealing with this fact that he's becoming sort of half half alien over time. So yeah, yeah absolutely wonderful. Mm. Well, I mean, w- w- tell us your sort of like background of District Nine. Did you see it when it first came out? And- uh, yeah. So I I remember seeing trailers. So again, like when I was at uni, I obviously did film and, and that sort of stuff. So I was always kind of on it with like trailers and things like that. And I saw, remember seeing this trailer for this film called District Nine. We were like, what the hell is this? All we knew was it was produced by Peter Jackson. Yeah. Um, obviously off the back of Lord of the Rings, King King Kong and that sort of stuff. So we were like, okay, this is what's this all going to be about? Yeah. And then we started seeing these posters and it was like the, 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 the kind of alien, almost like, icon i suppose with you know a warning and that, and that sort of stuff like, what the hell is this and the trailers were really really smart they didn't give much away um so I went and saw it and it absolutely blew my mind yeah one again as you said for the the effects the you know photo real effects yeah that really and again we I, as you said we, we speak about this with brandon but they still hold up to this day they're better than a lot of the stuff we see absolutely you know nowadays it's absolutely brilliant but also this like cool kind of sci-fi horror, sci-fi action that takes lots of inspiration from things like Aliens, mm. um, you know, Predator to a certain extent. But then also, yeah, like you said, it's almost got that kind of British humor, yeah. and it's not the same. But like uh, Vickers reminds me a little bit of like Basil Fawlty. It's almost oh, like he's kind it. of almost yeah, yeah. got that kind of like. Uh, <laughs> He hasn't got anything going for him. He doesn't. He just doesn't stand a chance. Do you know what I mean? And it's like well, it's oh, farcical. Come on. It's farcical. Isn't yeah, it? exactly, it's like farce, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, it you know it's influenced a lot by like David Cronenberg films, like you know like The Fly and things like. That. You've got that like real kind of gross body horror sort of stuff going on. You know, with his yeah. his slow transformation into a prawn with his hand and all that sort of stuff, and it's genu- genuinely shocking it's genuinely scary at times thrilling and another thing i like it came off the back of like a we had a lot of these like air quotes found footage films like you know cloverfield and these sorts of ones and it kind of adopted that but i don't know if you noticed but literally about half an hour in that sort of found footage thing it just stops oh yeah 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 and it's like so because it all it all it's all all kind of takes place, you know, there's like a camera crew following them around whilst they're, they're um, uh, evacuating people from, well, the prawns <laughs> from District 9. And then literally as soon as uh, Vickers' character kind of goes on the run, it's like, well, we can't really follow him anymore, can we? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. we'll drop that. But actually that's yeah. probably one of the smarter decisions in the film because, yeah. you know, it, it's far more interesting then. But yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic sci-fi. It's brilliant, brilliant action. And it sets everybody up for, you know, this this really interesting sort of career of Neil Blomkamp. You know, you can argue he's not lived up, you know, he's not hit the heights of, of District 9 since, but, you know, whatever. Um, and set up Charlton Copley, who wasn't an actor. That was his first time acting. He's yeah. a producer. He was a TV producer and Neil mm-hmm. Blomkamp's mate and just sort of did it. And yeah. now look at him, you know, he's in some absolutely massive films. So... Mm. It, you know, there's. I don't really think there's much more to say. It's f-ing brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's one of the best films ever made. It's I so good. It is so. so good. What's What's interesting? That's what I mean. Obviously, just by chance, we 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 managed to get Brandon in um, with us today, and you'll hear that. And we've got we've banked some other interviews over the next mm. few weeks. But this is a film that keeps getting mentioned by. Yeah. it keeps getting yeah. referred to by people in the industry and you know and it's 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 seminal really isn't it uh, mm. so cool that's uh yeah district nine yeah would you say gregory that district nine is the flintstones okay. or bones over 20 years after the death of a by a gunshot jimmy bones played by snoop dog <laughs> comes back as a ghost to wreak revenge on those who killed him and to clean up his neighborhood so the flintstones mm. or Bones, the Flintstones, which, by the way, we've still not discussed because I wanted <laughs> to do it as like in a so solid you, uh, and I yeah. think it still could be should be done. Uh, okay, I love it. I love it. John Goodman, Halle Berry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rick, um, 
Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, oh, so good. I love that film. I, just, yeah. I don't know why, I just love it. It's just great. nostalgic for me. Yeah, cool. it is cool. Where the hell can we see District 9, Gregory? Yeah. District 9 is available now on Netflix. This is the news. Okay, not tons of news this week. Um, first of all, we got a trailer for uh, the new Amblin produced and also Apple TV Plus, whatever, mm-hmm. film starring Tom Hanks called Finch. And essentially, uh, there's some sort of like... Kind of like Apocalypse, there's, you know, it's a solar flare. It's always a bloody solar flare these days, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that wipes out people. But it's not, he's not the last man on earth, but there are, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's on his own. A lot like that, um, that really bad George Clooney one we watched, Midnight Sky. But anyway, he's, uh, it's Tom Hanks. He, he's sort of, I presume like some sort of scientist or whatever, and he's got a dog, um, and he ends up building a robot, um, and they go on this road trip to, Mm, find other people maybe or go somewhere but it actually it looks really quite charming it's tom hanks a dog and a robot you know what i mean like what what else you know so there you go uh apple tv plus pretty cool we got the first trailer for the tragedy of macbeth uh the joel cohen um written and well written and directed you didn't really write my bed did you Joel? <laughs> come on let's face it you know getting away with that one um so but what i think is quite interesting about this is denzel washington that's playing macbeth francis mcdormand <laughs> um yeah. as lady macbeth what sort of struck me is i thought you know obviously there's not much is given away by the trailer but it struck me how i thought they were going to do something a little bit different but actually it looks like it's just a straight adaptation of macbeth so yeah. We, you know, we've had these. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Okay. But, you know, Denzel, whatever. Cool. Um, we got the trailer for Nightmare Alley, which is the next uh, Guillermo del Toro film, written, directed, set in, looks like the kind of 40s, uh, almost like a, um, like a freak show kind of thing. But really good cast, Kate Blanchett, uh, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe's in there. Uh, you know, it looks like your standard kind of Guillermo del Toro thing, but Bradley Cooper hasn't really acted in much for for a while you know produced joker and he's produced quite a lot of things so this is the first thing i think we've seen him in since um a star is born so you know cool like it looks interesting and then the final one uh we've got our title finally nobody was really holding their breath for this one for fantastic fantastic beasts three uh are you ready for this for a real like this is pushing the boat out this this title really exciting yeah. Okay, you ready? Mm. Fantastic Beasts, The, the Secrets, Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah, and it's been brought forward for three months as well. Great. The only thing I'm excited about in this film is Mads Michelson. He's obviously um, taken over Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, which we spoke about. You know what, right? You know what bugs me about film, certain films when they come up with these titles, right? Mm. So you've got all the Harry Potter films, okay? Chamber of Secrets, Philosopher's Stone, you know, and quite interesting titles. Mm. Fantastic Beasts has just given up. It's like, mm. Fantastic Beasts, worth finding. cool. Okay, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Fantastic yeah. Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I feel like when, you know, you, you've got all these other films with really quite exciting titles, and then when you pull a character's name into it, it's yeah. just like... But it's marketable, isn't it? Because well, it is, Potter, it... that's just going to be so like, oh, Dumbledore. No way. Yeah, no, but I'm just, I'm, but but also, but also as well, it, for me, it takes something away, and I, it, this always does it when they do prequels, anyway. But it takes something away f- for me from Harry Potter. Do you know what I mean? So you got mm. you got these lovely Harry Potter things, but actually, if you're going to do it properly, you watch uh, Fantastic Beasts first because they're set before, and it's like the crimes of Grindelwald, da, 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 and then yeah, you know, definitely all the no, other ones. No. They did it with Star Wars as well, you know, uh, Return I, of the Jedi, da 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 da. The Last Skywalker. It's like, well, the other title mm. had nothing. Oh, it's just lazy. Lazy, I, lazy, lazy. I think I was thinking about this before, before about how bringing Dumbledore into it is such a major character. There's, there's no, there's no reference from what I know in the Harry Potter books of his like previous life and you know what he got got up to, and presumably in this he's going to be in New York. 
Um, well, yeah, right. the the, the, the the kind of is. There's all the stuff about his sister, and we know we we know there's a big fight, a big battle with Grindelwald mm. in in like the thirties or something. Yeah. Um, well, and we know Grindelwald loses, and we know he doesn't die. Yeah, so, and you know Dumbledore doesn't die, so it's kind of like, do we yeah. care? Are we that bothered? I don't know. Whatever. But there's going to be five of them. There's another two after this one, so milking it or what? Making the money. The one. I think this one they go to like South America or something. Who cares? They're not making this is, but this is like arguably Warner's biggest franchise that they've got. I think that that or the D, you know DC universe, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so they're going to milk it for all it's worth. Uh, of course cool. they are. There you go. Okay. That was your news. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I mean, you you bagged us a cool little contact, didn't you, David? Mm. And, uh, this this lovely lovely fella called Brandon Orr and I think it's probably worth saying this interview nearly didn't happen did it yeah <laughs> yeah so we spent a whole Sunday um sort of getting confused with time zone differences and things like that <laughs> and uh it started off at 10 in the morning and then it got to sort of like four o'clock and then five o'clock in the evening and um we were very prepared for it to not happen but then it did happen and we're oh so pleased we persevered <laughs> because yeah I mean listen for yourself what great yeah, company definitely what, what I would just like to say before we get into this, I was so thrilled at how, one, bloody lovely he was, game to talk about anything, and yeah. just honest. And I just yeah. feel like sometimes when, when you're speaking to people in the film industry and things like that, you know, they can be, you know, it, the, it's a business and oh, you know, candid, it's a job and things candid. like that. He's very candid, but yeah. And it's yeah. just, it was so refreshing. So yeah. yeah, I really hope you enjoy it as much as we we enjoyed doing the interview. And I think we've we've got it down to like a sort of thirty something minute cut of this yeah. interview, um, mm. which I mean it's, it's difficult to get it cut down any more than that just because <laughs> of how much we're having for. But it's worth saying the full full, full sort. I think it was forty five fifty minutes. Um, yeah, chat to him with video. Um, we've whacked on YouTube today as well, haven't we? So that yes, you can, if, you, if you're interested, you can go and find that. There's a link in our Instagram bio, or you just search on YouTube for Dad's on Film. Mm. Uh, cool. cool. Okay. So, here he is, Brandon Ora. So, uh, we're thrilled to welcome actor, father, badass, <laughs> South African, and our furthest guest away we've ever had, we've ever interviewed oh, wow. on the podcast. Uh, Brandon Ora, thank you very much for joining us, and good afternoon, good evening, I suppose, wherever we yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Good, evening, good. good evening from my side. <laughs> yeah, as well, I think we're only two, an hour, two hours behind you, something like that, depending on where where about whereabouts in South Africa you are. But... I, I, I know it's I know it's nighttime because generally my cats sit and watch the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> cool, fantastic, fantastic, very attentive. Yeah, we're, it's it's we're heading into summer, so um, it's oh, yes. our days are getting a lot warmer. So we're, we're, I, I'm happy. I'm not I'm not a winter person. I don't like the cold. I never have. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm well, quite looking forward to summer. We're in the north of England and it's heading into winter, so yeah. no, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> good, good. Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how is how has your Sunday afternoon in South Africa been today, Brandon? What's been happening? Uh, well, I've been wor- I work most of the uh, the morning, um, so you know I had COVID uh, COVID closed a lot of things down for actors and performers in our country. Um, you know, there's still no not much entertainment happening. Um, uh, so, right about two years ago, it, it just, uh, as fate would have it, I, um, a friend of mine um, got his license for his medical m- marijuana uh, facility. And that's what I've been doing for the last year, year and a half, he's been running this facility for him. So, oh, wow. there's, there's, yeah. there's no days off for me. I literally work. <laughs> <in days laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, and a business is booming. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> fantastic, cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of social distancing, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, we must admit we we don't get a great deal of sort of South African uh, TV and film over here in the UK. So, I think um, 
you know, our first exposure to your work was probably in District 9. Um, yeah. But you've worked with um, Neil Blomkopp, uh, the director, quite a bit, and uh, you've done Elysium since then and Chappie as well. So, I mean, is that a relationship, that, a relationship with him that's built or is that coincidence? Um, what's going on there? Um, I, I, I had no idea um, what District 9 was going to be about. Um there, there was rumors going around that I was up for uh, not Sholto's part, the other, the other, other character, the other lead character's part. Yeah. Um, with Neil, you know, preferencing me and um, the other actor being preferenced by the other producers. Um, so I went through quite a, a, a hectic audition for that. I had like three or four callbacks, and still no idea what was happening. And then. Um, you get that call where they say, listen, sorry about it, but the other actor got the part and basically you're um, downlisted. It's, you know, you don't, you don't hear about it again, but I got a call from Vicky, which is Neil's um, assistant. And she said, look, Neil really liked your audition and he really dug what you brought to the, to, to, to the table. And um, he'd like to write a part for you and get you into the form. So all those little things that I do in District 9 were all kind of Neil stitching me in where he could. Um, and it was so weird because at the at the after party that we, we had for uh, District 9, Neil kind of came up to me and he said to me, hey, man, listen, thanks so much. And I'm sorry about how everything worked out. I was reading for you and um, we'll, work, we'll work again together. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of, you, you, you hear that a lot. As an actor, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. Empty words sometimes. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so in one year and out the other, and just kind of yeah, smile yeah. and wave, and like, you know, I'm very grateful for the work that I have had with you, whatever. And literally a year later, I got a call from Vicky saying that, um, you know, I had to put together a, a casting tape for this movie called Elysium. Um, and I did it. Not yeah. again. Not not really. I, I don't think I've ever been an actor that really worries about the work that's coming. I, I'm I'm more concerned about uh, you know. Let me do what I can. Uh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't try and uh, 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 spend uh, the time on something that may or may not happen. So I spend that time on what I have to do now. So I sent through that audition, and yeah, I got the part. And Neil and I, I just I think our friendship because I think we're all South Africans. We we. Uh, yeah, we have the same kind of sense of humor and, um, yeah, we just got on really, really well. And, and we both have a love for like weapons and, and the military and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, from then it was just, it was just a relationship that was forged. And every time I think he needed somebody to come and get blown up or <laughs> turn around and be, 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 you know, yeah. be abused by a director, yeah. give me a call and say, listen, I've got this and this happening. And, well, he, we uh, might, and, we and might talk about that a little bit later on, actually. Yeah, yeah no, no, no problem. Um, <laughs> we also, you know, so, and I think also Neil knows that I'll never say no to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like working with a couple of directors that are, it would be very, very difficult for me to say uh, no to them. And, mm -hmm. and Neil's definitely one of the one of the top ones up there. He's, yeah. he's an amazing dude to work with, but he's just a, he's really a, you know, you don't hear this often, but he's a good human being. He's he's really a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 what yeah. you see is what you get. There's no there's no blase or any facade about him. So, hmm. and that's cool. and what a body of work as well. Because I mean, District Nine for for one is a modern classic, really. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's so successful internationally. And I, I I stuck it back on last night. Not seen not seen it in years, and I was I'm blown away by it. I mean, the style is sort yeah. of so unique and. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's such a, an interesting way to make a movie as well. Yeah. Really, really cool film. I love that for, for a time being, you and Charlotte Copley were almost like Neil's De Niro and Pesci coming, you know, popping up in obviously District <laughs> 9, Alicia and Chappie. Um, and obviously you popping up again in uh, it's Racker, isn't it? The, uh, the, I love the, that. That I is love absolutely that. brilliant. And for me, I loved your performance in that because for me, you were, it was almost like you were channeling uh, Tom Waits a little bit, um, you know, like that sort of craze. Tom Waits in Dracula, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool. Um, yeah. how, how I suppose you've already kind of spoke spoke about it a little little bit, but like that working relationship with Neil, how was how how was that? Especially you know, especially on Racco, which is a much sort of smaller production to a certain extent. 
With a big budget. <laughs> With a big budget, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, I think I think Neil has a way of taking really, really okay budgets and making them look really, really massive. Yeah. I think that's 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 his genius. Um you must understand that uh he's an in, He's an intimidating director in that he has a vision. <laughs> and you have to trust him 100%. You have, you have to trust all your directors 100%. But he is so set on what he, his vision, he's such a visionary that, um, you know, he can coax you into molding your, your, your drive and your character's um, instincts to fit into that mold but within that mold that, that that you have you're allowed to play within that yeah so um yeah and i think it's, it's great to work like that because you know you see the end result and you kind of go okay i had no idea what exactly it is that he wanted mm. me to do i did the best that i could and this is how i came out and it looks great so <laughs> it's it amazes me district nine considering it's what, 13 years old, maybe a little bit yeah. more, something like that. The, yeah, the yeah. effects and the oh, C, yeah. like the CGI are still better than the majority of the things we're seeing now. And obviously that's down to wetter and things like that. But it yeah. really, but I, I, me, I remember I was just out of studying film at university and that hit me at just the, the perfect time. It was, it really blew me away. Yeah, I think it inspired really. a lot of people that, mm. that film. Uh, you know, it really upsets me when, like I'm a fan of Neil as a filmmaker, not just as as a as a director. So mm. I'm I'm really am a fan of his stuff. Like I think Chappie, uh, you, you know, I think I don't know if people if people were ready for something like Chappie yet. In, in a way, it, it it you know, it's almost like a a science fiction art form. Mm. You know, kind of stitched together in 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 his way of storytelling. But I I I just I just think that. You know him having the opportunity to do aliens or to, to do Robocop. Those, mm -hmm. those are things that excited me about yeah. him. You know, and then to have those that that kind of ripped out from under mm -hmm. underneath him. You know, I kind of I kind of realized that. You know, there's a there's a whole background story to what happened with me and Sony and Chappie and and and. You know, it's always the thing about why did I never go to overseas and do the work overseas and stuff like that? Because I, you know, you know, the, the people that have the final say, I think sometimes miss the miss artistic value or they miss artistic inter integrity. You know, for them it's about money, money, money. Bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. And I think Neil not doing Alien was a bad idea. And I think Neil not doing Robocop was an even worse idea because I know I'm a, I, it's a, one of my top five films, uh, the first Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and just things that we spoke about, it was, it was, it was going to be a continuation of, of, of the first movie, not a continuation of the second, which excited me because it yeah. was, you know, he, he's, and, and the weird thing about Neil is if you, if you actually uh, get to know him is that he, Yes, his films are very gory and they're very in your face. But he's actually he's actually in real life is quite quite like real gore really, really upsets him. <laughs> he, can't, <laughs> yeah. he, can't, he can't handle it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like having to go for like an operation or something <laughs> like that on him. That, that actually freaks him out. So yeah. um yeah, he's he's a he's a super intelligent guy and um but he's 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 very he's a very complex human being. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and on that point of CGI, then I mean, you, you, so obviously you've done a lot of work with CGI. How much, how much of a barrier to overcome it is it as an actor working with CG? I mean, you, you, presumably you do a lot of um, talking to a blue foam ball that's hanging above you and things like that. <laughs> I mean, um, you must be pretty used to it now. Um, you know, with your the body of work that you've uh, that you've been involved. Yeah, with. man, that's where your imagination's got to come into play. Yeah. Eh? You got to, you know, you got to, you got to channel your inner child and 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 just <laughs> and, and and totally believe that. And it's I've always it's always been an interesting thing because I'd really love to have some kind of a visual reference as to what I'm imagining as mm. as a character and what the next person is imagining as a character and what the next person and and just kind of see what we actually are acting because you know if it's a blue skin or a green skin everybody has to make up their own mind as to what it is that they are yeah. seeing and um yeah it's it's fun <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> It's 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 organized chaos almost sometimes. Yeah, I like and you that. must you must be as surprised as everyone else when you go into the screening and actually see see how it's sort of taken effect, you know. Yeah, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. That's the good <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you're 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 quite notorious for your commitment to your characters, uh, Brandon. Whether it's the lengths you you went to to well the the lengths you went to to bring that physicality to Hippo in Chappie, yeah. um, air quotes, wink, wink, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or uh, or you know bringing that sort of mil you know your military knowledge. I know you um uh you did military service back in the 90s i think yeah um so what what has been the most difficult character you've portrayed on screen i think they're all difficult i think i think when yeah. when characters when actors think that characters are easy i think they're uh, it's that's a, a downward slope to trouble um it's the amount of hard work that goes into i know a lot of and i don't know how other actors work i work from a physicality and then i work yeah. on everything i believe that your your mindset affects your body your body affects your soul your spirit your intentions and all of that so i've always been one to work out okay where would this character be in his life physically you know everything else for me will then fall into place and um you, you know i'm not a i'm not, i'm generally not a big guy i i, I walk around at about Eighty-one, eighty kilograms, sometimes seventy-nine, depending on what it is. And 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 uh, yeah, it took it. It was hard work and a lot of steroids <laughs> to get as big as what I did for 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 hippo. Because I mean, I literally put on almost twenty kilograms in you know, thirteen weeks. Wow, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Neil or any of them uh, had any idea what I was doing until after about week number four, week number five, when he called me and he said to me, what the hell is going on with you? And I'm like, just wait. <laughs> I'm interested in your thoughts as an actor on, on cinema and digital platforms. So um, do you see cinema and um, digital streaming services as two things that can coexist sustainably? Is one a threat to the other? And also does the development of the distribution side of the industry change your outlook on work? Are you, are you bothered as an actor uh, how, where your film ends up and how? Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with anything that's got to do with Netflix, anything to do with streaming platforms, if you are streaming something that's meant for that. So I'm all about the series and all of those kind of things. That's great. Let, let mm -hmm. them run that. But, you, you know, for me, epic films need to be seen yeah. in yeah. an epic environment. I, I could never imagine watching uh, the original Star Wars on a small TV with surround sound. It would never have had the influence on me that it did, you know? Um, so I think there's been a break. I think there's going to be a break, but I think the experience of going to a cinema and eating popcorn and having your slush puppy and enjoying that, 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 that I don't think will ever go away. I think filmmakers will find a way to make it entertaining again. Yeah. I, did, we're, I think we're on the same page there. And the, the cool thing that happened over here, I think I can't, in between various lockdowns, like sort of last summer was when the cinemas were first able to open and they didn't have the um, the sort of new material to put on, they started putting a load of old stuff on. So one of the first films I went back to see at the cinema was they put Empire, Empire Strikes Back um, on, on the big screen. And yeah. <laughs> it was a really cool experience. So I've seen it, well, because obviously I never got to do that the first time, first time yeah. around. So yeah. it was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, it's 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 important, you know. I mean, it's 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 uh, you know, it's not it, it's not just about going to the movie or watch sitting down and watching a film. It's that that, that experience. It's an experience. It's an outing, you know. It's like mm. my daughter and I just before for COVID, we used to. It was date night for us, you know. We would go out and Friday or Saturday night, we'd go and watch whatever, whatever movie it was, whether it was cartoons, whether it was animation, whatever it was. It's it's. Yeah. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing. I, I I hope that it doesn't become a VR too much VR. I mean, VR is great for what it is, but I think the experience of going to a film and watching something that is massive is is always going to be there for 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 people to want to do. I I just hope that it comes back sooner than later. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, we kind of touched on it earlier. Um, you, you've you've had some pretty amazing screen deaths. I think we need to just we need to just admit this straight off. You've been disintegrated by a robotic suit. You've been pulverized by Matt Damon with a big gun. Savaged off screen, off screen though by a lion. Uh, beaten to death with a spade by. Ninja, we won't mention him. Um, not dead. <laughs> not, not, not dead. Not you dead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 Y
okay. <laughs> I so, always had this vision that if they ever did like a number two movie, that the movie would two, the second movie would open up with 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 all of these pipes coming out of like his um his face yeah. and his nose and these things, and he'd wake up. It was this vision of 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 Nidges smacking with his face, and he'd wake up and he'd be like. Is that all you've got? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which is which has been your favourite? I know it's a bit of yeah, a. I, I, I think I die in almost every single movie that I've ever made. Um, I think I think the shark films that I did. I did. I've done some crazy B grade shark films. I did uh, Planet of the Sharks and Attack of the Six Headed Killer Shark. So I don't die in those. Right. You know, they, they, I get to play the good guys in, in that. The good guys somehow just never die. But. Um, I think I think the most epic death for me was in District Nine. I mean that that death was just it was beautiful. It was visual. It was it was spectacular. It was yeah. loud. Um, messy. It was messy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very messy. Yeah, there was a there were a lot of firsts for me as well in in District Nine. There was a lot of firsts for a lot of people. Mm. Um, that that film that film opened up. Well, it opened up the South African industry to the rest of the world as well. You know, people always tend to think, oh, it just so did it so, did so away, amazingly for Charlto and for Neil. And I'm like, yeah, it did. But it also did some really great stuff for the South African film industry because all of a sudden people were like, oh, hold on a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean? You can shoot that kind of film in South Africa. They'd come mm-hmm. here and, they'd, and they, they would realize like our crew, our crew and our... Uh, behind the scenes people they only do international films you know yeah. the south african film industry is very small it's very tiny and it's very kind of uh, you know they keep to themselves and they don't really want to get involved with other stuff but then there's a lot of um international films and international series that shoot in this country and it's it's been it's been good for a lot of actors a lot of actors have actually gone overseas and landed really good careers yeah. but so have camera guys and uh, assistant directors and sound guys. They have all, you know, an American director or a British director comes over here, they meet someone, they click with them and they're like, you're my guy. Yeah. Wherever I go in the world, you're coming with me. Wow. That has happened so many times. We've lost so many of our, <laughs> our really, really great filmmakers to international, the international market. And you know what? Good on them, bro. Yeah. Go, go where you're appreciated because unfortunately the film industry in, in, in this country, there's, there's no appreciation for for that i get i get more appreciation from from overseas than what i do from my own south african counterparts so it's 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 a weird thing but it's it's it is what it is it kind of leads on to my next question away because i mean and i hope you take this as the compliment in which it's intended blended but i think to a lot of our listeners you'll be the the guy people pause the film for to go to imdb and go why is he so familiar what have i seen him in you know and i think you've got an unmistakable and sort of lasting um screen presence and wow uh, thank you that's uh, the nicest uh, thing anyone's uh, ever said about my oh, uh, <laughs> you're very welcome um but um I, I guess i'm interested to know sort of like uh, you, you seem to be quite sort of discerning about the roles you take um, i'm interested what what would you i mean what would you turn down i'm sure there's a never ending list of the things you would turn down but um how important is the role content of being right yeah, yeah. yeah the content 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 of 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 the character and of the form i am um, yeah. You know, maybe if you'd asked me that question, maybe 10 years ago, I would have had a different answer, but I'm a dad now. So the, the, I don't really don't want, I won't do any kind of rapey scenes or pedophile scenes or, sure. or that kind of nakedy nudity stuff. Not that it's, I don't think it is, but it is for the storyline. But I just have, as a, as a dad, I've had to, had to, I have to now distinguish the long lasting potential of what I do on screen. It's always going to be there. It can never be, taken away so i am um, there's not much that i won't do but when it comes to that kind of thing i i it's 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 about the impression that i leave uh for my girls you know what i mean i i i am yeah i'm very specific about that so as as we're coming sort of to the end uh towards the end of the interview obviously I'm, I'm intrigued to know kind of what's next looking forward, you know, obviously, you know, COVID aside and all this sort of stuff, what, what's next for you, um, you know, acting wise or film wise, anything like that. I, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I, I have got, I've, no, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. If it opens up and things open up, then 
I will allow, like I've always just, I'll, I'll allow destiny to to lay out the cards on the table and let me choose which ones I think are right. But I am, you know, I've had my own production company and I, at the moment, am, am more focusing on getting the films that we had written produced and made. You know, we did we did a, about about six six or seven years ago. We did a a short film of one of our scripts, just as kind of like a a pitch a pitch mm. short film. And we entered it into like as many festivals as we could. And we walked away with like, I think 24, 25 awards. Right. So, but again, subject, you know, no, nobody wants to be reminded about the past. And, you know, that particular movie, even though we won so many awards, never got any mentions in South Africa about how well this short film that we shot over eight days with a budget of like, I think we had a hundred thousand rand to shoot, um, I want to still tell that story. And I have, a, I have another story uh, that's also, it's already been written that I'm actually at the moment, funny enough, speaking to one of our, um, one of our stations um, about getting it done and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, again, I'm very sticky about this, this. I will not shoot the film if I don't have the right budget. I'm not going to cut corners. You know, we were offered, we were offered funny enough when, when we pitched um, um, uh, Making a Killing in America, we were told that we could get the $2 million that we needed if we could get a star and they were thinking about, I think it was either Jean-Claude Van Damme or somebody else. And I just said to them, thanks, but no, thanks. Mm. I can't have that. come here and tell a South African story when he's, he's not a South African. I'm not saying that you have to be, but those stories are specific. It's like, you know, when they made platoon, which to me is still to this day, one of the greatest films ever made. The only way that those, actors were able to understand what was going through is that they went through it. Those kind of stories are now intriguing me as I get older. So I've got two movies that, um, you know, it's a, as you guys know, man, you know, everybody's got a movie. Everybody's got, a story. Everybody's got that movie. And I, I don't know if I've got that movie, but I have a movie. I have two that I want to get done. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. I didn't think that I would at the age of 48 be running a cannabis farm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what life, what life deals you. Yeah. 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 And what you make of it, you know, you know, I could be sitting at home bitching and moaning about the fact that there's no films or the only thing that they really should in this country are soap operas. And I did that for like eight or nine years of my life. And Never again. I would rather go and do something else than, than do that sausage factory stuff. I just, I just think it robs you of any, any artistic value that you have. It really, really does. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I look, I'm very grateful. I mean, I wanted to, my goal was to do one movie. That's yeah, what I ever yeah. wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, kid, yeah. I wanted to do one movie. I've done a whole bunch. So absolutely, I'm happy. <laughs> And you, you um, I mean, you mentioned earlier about enjoying the cinema with with your girls, with your daughters. Uh, I mean, one one thing we love doing as dads is as our, we've got very young ones, but I've got five year old, a six year old, and I love them getting to that moment where I'm like, oh, they're old enough for me to show them this, and uh, you know, start start introducing them to the classics that sort of I loved growing up, and and so I'm interested to know, sort of, as a dad, um, what are your sort of go to sort of family films, kid films that you, you've sort of Look forward to introducing to your kids in the same. Way. I can tell you right now, my oldest daughter loves School of Rock. Oh wow, nice! Yeah, yeah. She, cool. yeah. She, it's, it's like one of my favorite all-time movies. I just, I, I just, I love Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and the Star Wars the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Obviously, am I right in saying you've seen you've seen Return of the Jedi? a thousand times or something that's like that <laughs> yeah i've watched that movie more than i've watched any other movie in my entire yeah, life yeah. you know yeah i have i so 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 it was return of the jedi that made me want to become an actor because you know i had a friend you have that dude at school who has all the star wars figurines and the, mm-hmm. and the x-wing fighters and the tie fighters and, and 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 i had a friend his name was paul gerard and he had all of this stuff but while they were playing with it, there was always something on the TV. It was either Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, or Return of the Jedi. But Return of the Jedi, for some reason, I just I, I became so fixated with that film um, that I realized, oh, that's what I want to be. And it was like, oh, you can't be a Jedi. I said, no, no, no I don't want to be a Jedi. I want to do what they're doing. Mm. And um, I know this is going to sound really weird, but Sylvester Stallone in uh, the first first Blood Rambo was the movie mm. that made me go. And that's the kind of movies I want to do. <laughs> cool. So it's been, and also having a military background was, it, it was, was, I suppose was a good thing for me as an actor because I was yeah. able to 
pick up all the firearms and do all the duels a lot quicker than most other actors. And it mm. it saves the producers money when, when you can do that, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, wow. Oh, brilliant. School of Rock, yeah. Rambo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi. I've got, some, oh, my, I've got some really weird movie titles, I mean, that I like. And there's a lot that people like, like Clockwork Orange and all of those kind of crazy movies and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the, 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 there was a movie, uh, I always forget what the movie's called, um, Rambo Millionaire. Yeah. What was probably one of the first movies that I'd watched in a very long time where I didn't watch the movie from an actor's point of view or, 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 or a person who's involved in that industry you know mm, how do you do that shot or oh, that's great acting or oh, i love that it was the first movie in a very long time that it started and then it ended and i went what a movie you know what i mean it wasn't i wasn't trying yeah. to work out how they did shots and how did they have to do that mm. and why did he do them trying to get into it so for me when movies do that to me it's they 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 go into my top top list yeah. That's Dev, and you worked you worked with Dev Patel, didn't you? With oh, what a do that! Oh, what a guy! We love him. We love Dev. So, 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 so that was really some of the weirdest like experiences in my life of meeting these people. Is when I met him, I just said to him, "Dude, whatever, whatever that what, Slam Dog was was a movie that was." He was like, "It's just a movie." You know, just, <laughs> like don't understand, dude. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah, you, yeah, it's yeah. just a movie, but to me, it was it was an awakening again to. Sometimes go and watch a movie without having your actor's glasses on. You go and yeah. sit back and just yeah, and let it be, you know. Yeah, that's cool. And he is—he's a, he's a great—he's a great guy. Oh, he's, he's such yeah. a great dude. They all are. Eh? Like, 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 I've yet to meet that celebrity, massive A-list actor that's a real dick. I haven't <laughs> met that cat. I say A-list. There's a lot of dick actors out there. <laughs> I'm talking about A-list actors. We keep hearing about all these bad stories. I mean, uh, Megan Fox was she was just mm. so cool and so down to do oh, things. Cool. And yeah. Matt Damon was amazing. I mean, Matt Damon was just he was just uh, he was chilled. Uh, so Gordy Weaver, out of everyone that I've worked with, is by far my favorite. She's oh, wow, just wow. Yeah, yeah, she's just amazing. She's That's just. Uh, I don't know what it is. She just she she is what she is. She doesn't she she has this this aura about her. But the minute she opens her mouth, you don't feel any less. Mm. She makes that's you feel cool. that's wow. cool. It's so nice so nice cool. to know that these big these big names aren't a letdown and they're, they're disappointed. That's really really cool. Um, yeah. Well, dude, I could tell you a story about my red carpet for chap for for Chappie in New York. I took my best friend, one of my best friends, in a in a, in in. A, in uh, in America, um, South African who's living there now, and he's whenever I go over to overseas, he always looks after me. Hey, come and stay with me. Don't stay there. Stay. Here. You save your money. You come stay. So I took him with me onto the red carpet, and I'm not I'm not really into into drinking and and yeah. partying and all of that mm. kind of thing. So they were all having a jaw, and he said, "Listen, I will see that. I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to go dance with Sigourney Weaver." And I was like, "No, you're not, dude. Just just chill. Just chill." I went outside. I walked back inside, and yeah. <laughs> and she was, <laughs> and, so, and I was just, I was just like, yeah, that's the kind of person she's so, she's so, such a, a beautiful human being. I never felt uh, beneath him. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah and I think, I think, I think you hear all these horror stories of actors not you can't look them in the eyes, and you can't chat to them, and you can't, and and, and you must understand that I went into these forms with that kind of thought process. And yeah, it was, um, it was, I was very glad to, to, to come to terms with the fact that that's, that's not always the yeah. truth. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Wow. Wait. And what a, what a note to end on. I think that was absolutely yeah, beautiful, beautiful note to end I think on. Before we let you go, Brandon, we have this uh, yeah. feature, feature that we do every week. Uh, it's called the movie train. So what we do is we talk about a film, but then we link to the next week, um, it might be via um, a connecting actor or a director, or it might be something more tenuous. It might be a location, something like mm. that. And um, f for this week, we came um, we came by the South African route because we did a um, monster with Charlie's Theron um, to District 9. So we're at District 9, okay? And I want to ask you if you could uh, link us from District 9 to another film for us, give us a, a recommendation and we'll go away and watch it. We chat about it next week. So it's, it could be, it's, it's got to come from district nine. 
Yeah, yeah. So, it, so, it, so it, it could be another one of Neil's films. It could be, you know, one one of the actors in 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 District Nine. It could be one of your own films, or you know, oh. something linked to that. Yes. In some sort. But what I'm going to do, what I am going to suggest, there, there, there is a film, and if you guys, I know it is around. Um, it's called Durban Poison. Okay. So Durban Poison is slang in South Africa for weed. It's okay. kind of like, but the story is kind of, uh, not kind of, it is. It, it, so we in the in the 80s had kind of our own Bonnie and Clyde and they went on this killing spree. And that story was never told. And, and, and I think when you talk about some of my favorite characters that I've ever played, I think that, that particular character took a shitload out of me from a, from a psychological point of, of view. Yeah. And um, if you can get your hands on it, and I know you can, it is available online. If you can't, I will send it to you. Oh, cool. Um, somehow. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's called Durban Poison. And that, Durban and, and Poison. that will give you an idea of like the real South African kind of um, art, art films that are shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a really good film. Cool. It looks great. I'm just looking it up. It looks great. Let me just see if it is available anywhere. For and and if you can, you should go check out a, a film called Broken Darkness. Broken okay. Darkness. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. We will we will track down Durban Poison and we'll we'll definitely give it a watch. Yeah. Brandon, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, um, you know, you've given us a really good insight into you know. The, the film industry, the South African film industry, but also, you know, your your films you've been in. And I, I, again, I know it was a while ago, but I absolutely adore District 9. It's <laughs> And then moving forward, I just, you know, it's it, it's lovely seeing you in sort of a small a smaller role in District 9 and then these roles getting bigger and progressing in these films. And I, again, as I said at the beginning, Raka, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I really, really loved your character in it. We're, so, we're holding thumbs. Yeah. That, that gets picked up. We really, really are. I think oh. if Raka happens, uh, so again, Sigourney Weaver is also pushing it. Yeah. You know, she wanted Aliens. <laughs> I'll work with you in Aliens deal. We'll come up with our own story. We'll make it bigger and better than Aliens. We'll create yeah. our own our own world. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and I appreciate you guys um, reaching out to me. Uh, it, it, oh. It's such a, an amazing feeling to know that like, you know, I'm I'm not stuck in my own little bubble. <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. Yeah, my films are getting out there, and, <laughs> and people are starting yeah. to notice my work, and that's all that matters to me. You know, don't judge me by my lifestyle. Judge me by my work, and my work is where <laughs> yeah. I, I I excel. You know what I mean? That's so, thank, thank you been, you've been great company, Brandon. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, yeah, you too, guys, and thank you very much for everything. I really, really appreciate it. There we go. So a big, massive thanks again to Brandon for jumping on and talking to us. If you guys want to check out any of his films, obviously the big ones we can recommend, we can recommend them all, but uh, District 9 is available on Netflix. Elysium is available on Netflix as well. His latest film with uh, Megan Fox, Rogue, is on uh, Amazon Prime now as well. And I really highly recommend checking out Raka, which is uh, on, on YouTube as well. And we'll whack a link in the bio for Raka as well. Cool. All right then, Gregory, what's on the box? Well, I'm going for something that's on tonight. We've spoken about it at length a couple of times, actually, because after we spoke about it at length, uh, I think then Lever came back and watched it in his Lever's lockdown uh, towards the end of last season. And that is the 2013 uh, Tom Hanks uh, Sea Thriller. Captain Phillips, <laughs> one of the many films where Mr. Hanks is a captain. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, um, well, we could list them all, but we decided to do sh- <laughs> shorter podcasts, didn't we? But yeah, look it up. <laughs> I think there's like a ridiculous number of films where he's been some sort of captain or variation of. Yes, correct. Good. Completely lost my film. There we go. Excellent. Well, I am going for, to get us in the mood for next week, Gregory, Sunday, the 26th of September, 10 past two in the afternoon on ITV. What more can you want than Sean Connery going against Blofeld? I'm trying to make some sort of points. Bloody diamonds are forever, Greg. Everybody do this. Diamonds are forever. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. bit of bush. <laughs> so yeah, Diamonds are Forever. Great film. Uh, is that Saturday Probably. night on ITV too, by any chance? No, that's Sunday afternoon on ITV. Oh, sorry, ITV. Yeah, okay. Fair there enough. you go. So, cool. Amazing. Let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week. Right. Cool. Enjoyed that. that yeah, very good stuff. Very, very good stuff. Thank you again to Brandon for coming on and having that good old chat with us. Again, just to remind you, the full interview, uh, uncut with video, is available now on YouTube as well. What are you up to this weekend, Gregory? Uh, not a great deal. Uh, nope. Quite one, after, quite one after my heavy birthday weekend, I think. Uh, Excellent. No plans as yet. What about yourself? We are going out on Saturday with regularly. Well, I don't know how, how regular. Uh, Rich and Ali, we're going doing some bottomless brunch on Saturday oh, afternoon lovely. in Manchester. Lovely. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. I'm excited. I am excited. Uh, well, that's about it, really. I will do. So next week, everybody, it is that time. We've been waiting, I don't know, 18 months nearly for this. Yeah. It is No Time to Die, Gregory, the new yeah. uh, James Bond film, last Daniel Craig film. Next week, we're going to be reviewing that, but also doing a bit of a Bond feature. So let us know what your favorite James Bond films are. There have been, there have been times why. in the past 18 months I've tried to convince myself that I'm not bothered. And that's usually because we've not been <laughs> I've been like, oh, I'm not even bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not even interested. And now I'm, I'm rather excited. And- Did you see the video of him on his last day of filming? No, great. he basically yeah he basically just like it's all the crew around him and he's just like i just want to say from the bottom of my heart i know i say things about these films yeah you know but really it's been the best time of my life and it's because working with all of you people um, and he gets really emotional and starts like crying essentially Aww. so like oh and you know what i don't like people twisting his bloody words this week as well idiots You've oh, seen yeah, all this as well because yeah, yeah, they had the obvious thing. Do you think James mm. Bond should be a woman? And he was like, "No, I don't think James Bond should be a woman because I think we should be coming up with new and exciting content for you know female that's written specifically female. for females' roles." And people have been like, "Daniel Craig says Bond should never be a woman." You know, shut yeah. up, you dicks. I can you imagine how much like I mean the whole thing after Spectre, how much press he would have had to go through. I mean, clearly. Him and Mendes, there's sort of like no love lost there, is there? Yeah, like, I don't think you know, so. I don't, I don't know. There's definitely like, there's definitely something, something. There's a bit like, more to it, isn't there? But I, it, but it was all. He just hates press and he thinks they're idiots because yeah. like they're all like, oh, what do you think about Monica Bellucci as like the yeah. oldest Bond girl? He's like, well, one, it's a Bond woman, and yeah. I'm older than her. Why don't? Why are you not saying anything <laughs> about me being old? Yeah. He just hates them. <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, so uh, I think he'll definitely be happy to kind of be done with it all. But you know, it was nice to see him actually kind of care a little bit. But there you go. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Password this week, Greg. What about prawn? Prawns. Send us some prawns. Send us some pictures of some <laughs> prawns. Not, whoa. Oh, wow. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay, prawns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, there you go, whatever. Cool. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can check us out on Instagram, Dazzle Film Pod, Twitter, Dazzle Film Pod. Uh, follow us on Letterboxd. All the links are online. You know where they are. Buys a beer, man. Links are in the description. Yeah, buys a beer. Follow the links. Buys a beer. It's dead easy to do. It'll take about three clicks to buy a beer, and we'll be massively appreciative of it. Cool. We? Yes, definitely. Wonderful. Brill. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.